Happy Friday, everybody. It's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Otherwise known as Star Wars Day. If you don't like Star Wars, then there's nothing I can do about it. I can't force you to like good things. But if you're listening to this, that means it's Friday. And as always, that means you made it through another week. And as always, margaritas are in order. If you can, real quick, run by the website for all my content, links to all my social media accounts, anything I got going on, www.tompowelljr.com. That's tompowelljr.com. And yes, to all you younger kids out there, I realized how much I just dated myself by actually saying the three W's in the front of the website. Deal with it. I uh, wanted to mention real quickly before we get into it, we got a lot of crap to cover today. Um, Within the next two weeks, the show will be doing a free giveaway. I have some things to give away to my Facebook and Instagram followers. So if you are following me on Facebook or Instagram, watch out over the next couple of weeks. We will be doing a free giveaway. I also wanted to mention real quick that today is the day that the new El Burrito Loco opens up here in Shanahan. I've had a chance to eat at some of their other locations. They are fire. They are good. Give them a chance. Give them a shout. Go take a look at them. Try their tacos. Uh, I still love me some Taco Burrito King. It's just nice to have more options in town, and this is a good option. And uh, what better time than the day before Cinco de Mayo? So, eat some tacos. It'll improve your view on life. I wanted to mention a local organization right off the bat to folks out here in the Shanahan and Manuka area, otherwise known as the Chinooka area. There's an organization here called Chinooka Wish. Now, Chinooka Wish, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what they do, they do multiple things over the course of the year to help the community. What they currently have going on is a school supply collection drive that runs now through August in an attempt to collect school supplies for kids in need. They have several locations in which you can drop off supplies, uh, both Shanahan and Manuka Village Halls, as well as at the Little Learners Academy. If you want to find out more about what they do and where you can donate, you can find them on Facebook or on Twitter. And once again, they're called Chinooka Wish, C-H-A-N-N-O-K-A Wish. They do a lot of good things in the neighborhood. If you're from the Shanahan, Manuka area, I'm sure you've seen them. Maybe you've seen them and not given them a second thought because it's just another name floating out in the ether. Give them a look-see. When you're buying school supplies for your kids this summer, pick up an extra pack of pencils, pick up a few extra erasers, notebooks, whatever it is that you can grab. See Chinook a wish. Maybe send them a message. Ask them specifically, hey, what are you guys really lacking on that we can help out? But go give them a look-see. There is nobody listening to this that can argue with the fact that collecting school supplies for kids in need is a good thing. So uh, go check them out. So what do we got going on this past week? Well, summer's back. 
Saw a meme yesterday, a Forrest Gump meme, and just like that, it stopped snowing, and it was 80 degrees. Could not be truer. We went from cold, 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 turn the air on. We had no spring, again, in Chicagoland. It is now 80 degrees, all the plants have popped, I've mowed the lawn three times in the last week and a half, it's here. Summer is back, so for all you people that love the summer and love the heat, this is your time of year. Me, as everybody knows, I am a winter person. I am a you know, 20 degrees, 10 degrees, 6 inches of snow, perfect. That's perfect for me. So, while I will get out and enjoy my summer, yes, you're going to hear about it. I'm going to bitch about how hot it is. Don't like the heat at all. But it's back. So for all you folks like Karen Scalero out there and uh, uh, my little landscaper friend over in Michigan who always bitches about the snow, <clears throat> it's all back. And to my little running buddy down in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Roger, no more snow to deal with, buddy. You got six months of this. You're in the clear. Uh, one one quick story I saw this week. I don't know if you guys saw the video of this, but uh, there was a video of some of the members of the Tennessee Titans offensive line. As a matter of fact, I think the entire offensive line were at a Nashville Predators playoff game, and they shotgunned a beer through a dead catfish. Now, if you haven't seen the video, you've got to go see the video. It's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. There's a tradition in Nashville at the Predators game of tossing a dead catfish onto the ice before the game. I don't know why. I understand the octopus in Detroit, but I don't understand the catfish in Nashville. Well, anyway, the entire Tennessee Titans offensive line, along with their quarterback, showed up to a game, and they they shotgun a beer through the dead catfish. Gross. Disgusting, vile, hideous. I don't care. It's gross. I wanted to mention it because it's, it's, it's a video worthy of seeing. So let's get into a few of the, the bigger topics of the week. I've got three bigger topics I want to cover here um, in more detail than the little blurbs I give at the beginning of the show. The first topic is um, the first meeting of CPAC here in Shanahan. Now, for those of you who understand that this is a non-political show, this is still a non-political show. I'm not talking politics. What CPAC is, it is a um, it is a group put together by the village of citizens and business owners of all stripes, from high school students to business owners to just you know, citizens of all kinds, to help advise on the planning and creation of a new comprehensive plan for the village. That's all it is. We're not going to go into the nuts and bolts of what CPAC does. I just explained it to you so that you know what it is. I'm part of this board. Our job is to um, meet regularly, get input from the community, and just simply advise. We have no official say on anything. We're just offering advice on a new comprehensive plan. Have, now that that groundwork is laid, our first meeting was Monday. 
I roll into the meeting 15 minutes late. And anybody that knows me knows that that is unacceptable in my world. Unacceptable. If you start work at 7 o'clock in the morning and you're walking into your place of employment at 6.55, in my world, you are already late. So rolling in 15 minutes late made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And the entire time I sat in the meeting, my skin was crawling, knowing that I was the guy that was late. But I did walk in 15 minutes late. So now the whole meeting's going. Everybody's in there. We're all going to get together and do our part for the community. And here comes the hairy hippie in his Grateful Dead shirt 15 minutes late. Awesome start. I sat. I listened when it was my turn to speak on whatever given topic we were speaking on. Tried to redeem myself solidly maintain focus, give solid answers. Um, and I couldn't even do that. <laughs> so we were asked what, uh, what one of the strengths, one of our biggest strengths are, and I said, geography. You know, we have, we're in a region that presents itself, uh, presents an, uh, an industry for us to thrive off of. And um, I was trying to explain geographically where we sit, which is at the intersection of the interstates 80 and 55 in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. And what I was trying to say was we sit in the cradle of the I-80, I-55 intersection. And because I'm not so elegant with words... And my skin was already crawling from being the guy who was late. What I ended up saying was, we sit in the crotch of I-55 and I-80. Now, as you can imagine, that precipitated some responses. Uh, The mayor of the town immediately turned to another village official and said, did he just say crotch? Yeah, he just said crotch. And the gentleman who was basically spearheading, who is basically spearheading this entire movement, uh, who's in charge of actually putting the plan together, looked at me and said, well, that's not how we'll word it officially for public releases. So I then had to explain to him that I'm the guy who's most likely going to need the most editing when his words are translated from meeting talk to actual public release uh, releases. So to everybody that was on the CPAC board... I didn't mean crotch as in, you know, Shanahan is sitting next to the taint of the southwest suburbs. I was talking about the, you know what I was talking about. But nonetheless, 15 minutes late in the door, drop the word crotch, and have to explain how I'm the guy that needs to be edited, as if that needed to be explained. I'm the only guy at the table in a Grateful Dead shirt. I'm the only guy at the table that looks like he just came off of a five-day bender. And I'm the only guy at the table that's late. Correction, there was a high school girl that was late, but in her defense, she had a high school softball game that she was the pitcher in. I had no such game. So I had no excuse. So that is how the first ever meeting of this particular board went off. Um, I think it's safe to say that regardless of my impact moving forward on this board, everybody on the board is going to remember me.
It was nice to see Pastor Ben again. He's part of the board. Pastor Ben is uh, the pastor at Resurrection Lutheran Church here in town. He's also the pastor that baptized my son. Um, and yes, I know everybody out there that knows me, and to those of you who don't know me, I'm an atheist. Well, you know, probably, people probably go, Pastor Ben, what are you happy to see Pastor Ben for? Because Pastor Ben's a cool guy. Pastor Ben doesn't push his religion on you. He's totally laid back. He's one of the nicest cats you'll ever meet. And if Pastor Ben, if you're if you're hearing this, I mean this in the nicest way, Pastor Ben is like perpetually 10 years old. The, he's like, you ever seen just like a happy-go-lucky 10-year-old just kind of floating through life? That's Pastor Ben, but with, with responsibilities. He just constantly has a smile on his face. He's constantly happy. So uh, I, I'm, I still have yet to get to know a lot of the other people uh, on the board, but uh, I do know Pastor Ben, and uh, it was nice to see him again. Uh, we're going to have to meet in those circumstances, Ben, because you know me in church. All right, next topic I want to touch on is, I know you guys have heard me talk about this at nauseum, and I am going to mention it again today, and then again later in the summer in more detail, but uh, tomorrow is the 2018 opening day for Holiday World and Splash and Safari in Santa Claus, Indiana. I wrote a blog about this at my website, TomPowellJr.com, and I'd like to discuss their opening day, and a little bit about what the park is briefly before we move on to my main topic of the day. So for those of you that don't know, Holiday World and Splash and Safari is a theme park or amusement park, whatever you want to call it. It's a theme park and water park all in one located in Santa Claus, Indiana, in the southern portion of the state near the Indiana-Kentucky border. Um, my family and I go there every year. We love it. It's phenomenal. Here's a little bit about it. So the theme park side is broken into four sections. Each section or land is themed after a different holiday. There's Christmas land, Fourth of July land, Halloween land, and Thanksgiving land. Each section has rides for both adults and kids. Each section has a souvenir shop. Each section has places where you can get stuff to eat and places where you can play games. And as you can imagine, everything within that section is themed around that holiday. So, for example, in the Thanksgiving land, you can get at one of the eateries there a full Thanksgiving meal. The turkey, the taters, the stuffing, the whole shooting match. Um, up in the Christmas land, you can get, you know, Mrs. Claus's Christmas fudge and stuff like that. And the rides are all themed that way. Um, from a standpoint of what kind of rides do they have, they have, I'm going to give you not the names of the rides that they call them at Holiday World, because if you never heard of Holiday World, you wouldn't know what the heck I'm talking about. So I'm going to give you the, the generic name that you probably know of it in, in your local amusement park or carnival. So they have like a Scrambler, a Tilt-A-Whirl. They have an old Calypso ride. They have the big Swings ride. They have the Log ride. They have the, uh, the Raging Rapids rides. They have uh, a Merry-Go-Round and bumper cars and all that sort of stuff. A myriad of rides for the kids. And then, of course, they've got the, the big roller coasters. And, yes, they're big roller coasters. They have three wooden, wooden roller coasters, all of which are world-class. These are not dinky little, you know, regional roller coaster attractions. These are big coasters. 
And within the last few years, I don't remember the exact opening date of it. I know it's been within the last few years. They opened their first steel roller coaster, and it is a uh, winged coaster. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the terminology, winged coaster is when there's a track down the middle and there's arms that go out to either side. You sit underneath the arms and your legs dangle. Okay, that is a winged coaster. Uh, except this coaster is the world's first launched winged coaster. In other words, you're not, this thing isn't taking you up a hill. You're not, and then you get dropped. This thing shoots you out of a building, zero to 60 before you can go, holy crap, and right into your first loop. So, word to the wise, pucker up before you, you're right. When, when the woman in the, in the queue says, it's launch time. Tighten up that sphincter because this is not an anticipation buildup. This is a you're getting shot out of a gun here. So in addition to the all of that, they have a section in the back of the Fourth uh, of July section called Hollow Dogs Funhouse. It is just for the kids. As I said, there's kiddie rides throughout the park, but then there's a kiddie section, and then there's an old school steam train, and there's several different small rides for the kids. There's a splash pad. There's a there's a jungle gym there that wear out some Marines. The thing's enormous. And it's really, that's the kid-kid section. Now, throughout the park, as I said, there are places that you can eat. Um, I have a family of five, and it costs me about 30, 40 bucks to feed the family a solid lunch inside the park. I don't think that's horrible in the least bit. I'm from the Chicagoland area. We're used to going to Six Flags Great America. I'm going to tell you flat off, right off the bat, Holiday World makes Six Flags look like a kiddie park. Uh, and from a price standpoint, you can't even compare it. First of all, parking is free at Holiday World. So you guys tell me another amusement park you go to, a major one, where parking is free. And a two-day all-access pass to both the amusement park and the water park all in one is, I, you know, forgive me, Holiday World staff, the last time I bought was last year, and I believe it was still right at or under $70 for a two-day all-access pass and free parking. Throw in 30 40 bucks to feed a family of five in the park. You've got yourself a real affordable getaway. Soft drinks are free in the park. Throughout the park and the water park, which we're going to get to the water park momentarily, they have little huts set up. And you walk into the huts and there's like three, four, five of the, you know, soft drink machines where you take a cup, get some ice, get some soft drink. And they have like Pepsi and uh, Sierra Mist, Gatorade, water, pink lemonade, uh, Mountain Dew. All of that's free as much as you want. Now, once again, you guys tell me another major theme park you've been to where the parking and the soft drinks are free. I'd love to hear which one it is because I've never been to one. Tons of places where you can get little snacks, ice cream cones, the best funnel cakes you're ever going to eat. They have a diving show. They have a pavilion that does live shows. One's a rock show. One's a country show. One's a Christian you know, gospel show. They do all 50s rock. Throughout the day, at different times, they have different shows. So there's a lot going on on the theme park side. A lot going on. Um, it is kind of a mental... 
it messes with your mind a little bit. As you enter the park, the first land that you walk into is Christmas land. There's a giant Christmas tree, and there is a real-life Santa Claus standing there ready to take pictures with you, and they're piping Christmas music in. <clears throat> now, as I said, excuse me, <clears throat> it messes with your mind when it's August, it's 85, you're in swim trunks and sandals, and you're getting a selfie with Santa. And yes, I am perpetually five years old, so I get a selfie with Santa Claus every time I go. And judge me, I don't care. Now, water park. Splash and Safari is the name of the water park, and as I mentioned, the two-day, or the one-day, you can buy a one-day pass, gets you into both parks. There is not a separate fee to get into the water park. In the water park, once again, drinks are free. They have lockers you can rent. And your sunscreen is free. Outside of the changing stations, they have free sunscreen. Now, this is not... I'm trying not to crap on other theme parks in the process of this, but I'm giving the people in the Chicagoland area a frame of reference. This water park is not a carve-out. It's not a little section that they put up a few water slides in which is what I believe Hurricane Harbor is up at Great America in Six Flags. And so the people in Chicagoland that have been to Six Flags a million times like I have, Hurricane Harbor is nothing compared to Splash and Safari. Nothing. This is a world-class water park. Let me break down for you really quickly what they have. Two adult-sized wave pools, one kiddie wave pool, a lazy river, they have the water slide that looks like a giant cone laid on its side. Once again, we give you the generic terms because if I give you their names, you won't know it. The cone on its side. They have the, the water slide that looks like the giant toilet bowl. They have the jungle jet racer slides where there's multiple slides and you lay down on a, on a raft and you go head first and you race all the other people. They have countless water slides, both open and closed, for adults and kids. Multiple water slides for the kiddies spread out. I'm sure you guys have seen these gigantic jungle gyms that are set in a very shallow pool that kids can climb all over, and they've got water cannons, and in the middle of it, there's usually some kind of a giant bucket that's slowly getting filled with water, and every so often, it, is, it eventually splashes and rains down tons of water. They've got three of those. This place is stacked. In addition to that, they have the world's longest and second longest water coaster. And for for those of you who don't know what a water coaster is, it's, so it's a, it's a glorified water slide, essentially. But instead of going down and through some twists and turns, you go down and some twists and turns and then back up and then down and then back up and then down and back up. They have magnets in the bottom of the rafts and there's magnets in the uh, track, if I understand correctly from watching some some YouTube videos from Holiday World, and there's a computer program that essentially turns the magnets on and off again in succession in split order to pull the raft back up the hills. However they're doing it, it doesn't matter. It's awesome. It's a water slide that takes you down and up and down and up multiple times, bank left, bank right, drop you off a steep hill, splash you with, with some water. They're fun as heck. The, the big one, the Wildebeest, my middle child, Lily will, Lily, will literally wait in line for that ride 17 times while we're there. She'll come and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go hit this water slide. I'll hit that water slide. I'll ride, you know, a couple of amusement park slides, 
and then she spends the rest of the day writing the wildebeest over and over and over and over again. They also have, obviously, tons of chairs next to the wave pools. They have uh, covered chairs that you can rent for the day that uh, you don't have to worry about fighting somebody to get a spot. And then they have uh, cabanas. We get a cabana. Uh, the cabana is like a little hut with a little curtain that you can pull for some privacy. You get a round table and four chairs. You get two chaise lounges. You get a little mini fridge stocked with bottled water and a lockable cabinet, and it's only accessible to you and your family. You get wristbands to identify who's there. Once again, drinks are free on that side, as I said. Food is affordable. You've got souvenir shops. So just put this all in one big picture, if you will. You're going to get into the park for two days for around 70 bucks. Your parking is free. Your drinks, free. Sunscreen, free. You're going to feed a family of five for about 30 to 40 bucks. Your kids are going to go nuts because there's rides for literally all ages, both water and regular rides. And you've got the world's first wing, launched wing coaster, the world's longest water coaster, and the world's second longest water coaster. It's unbeatable. It's simply unbeatable. I've been to amusement parks all over the place my whole life. It's unbeatable. Now, on top of that, here's where it really gets weird as a Chicagoan. The place is, like, ridiculously clean. Ridiculous. I've been there nine times. I missed two years of going. The family went without me two years. They had other engagements. In nine times of going, I cannot recall a single time where I've seen garbage in the park. I said in my blog, and I'm going to say it here, the staff of that place is on top of that park like rust on a pump handle. They are everywhere. I've never seen anything. I'm, I'm, it's not an exaggeration. I've never seen it. And you don't see cigarette butts because they only have cigarette smoking allowed in certain designated smoking areas, even though it's an outdoor park, which makes for a very clean park. And I'm a smoker, and I love that fact. I... I I get a specific cabana because of its proximity to a smoking area so that I don't have a long walk to go for a smoke. And I love the fact that they do that. The park is obnoxiously clean. And the staff, off the chain, next level friendly. You go to Great America, you're going to find trash everywhere. And listen, Great America, if you're listening to this, it's just a fact. I've been to Great America a million times in my life. I've always seen garbage around. And you stop somebody at Great America and ask them, for, hey, where, just where is this? Ain't my job. I have never gotten that, and nor has any member of my family gotten that from anybody at Holiday World. <clears throat> I remember when Mrs. Cuck was beating people at the gate, friendliest lady you'd ever meet on the face of the earth. I mean, it was like, it was like your grandmother was meeting you at the theme park. From her, all the way down to the kid walking through the park with the dust pan and the broom. You stop anybody and ask them anything that you need to know. And if they don't know it, they're going to find somebody who does because they want to help you. It, 
I'm a Chicagoan. Threw me off. Where are the people with the attitudes? Where are the ain't my job people? You, you just, you don't get it. You don't get it. Not a decade of going there, and I've never had one single experience like that ever. And of all the places you would think, you would think that you're going to catch some tood in the food sections. You've got a thousand people ordering food at your window. It's hotter than hell. You're going to cop an attitude. No, never once. Smiles, thank yous, have a great days all around. Oh, you need extra napkins? No problem. They're on the side of the... Nothing but niceness. Nothing. So if you're looking for a ridiculously friendly, unbelievably affordable, couple of day, long weekend getaway that your kids are going to go nuts for, go to HolidayWorld.com, check out Holiday World. They're in Santa Claus, Indiana, which is a Santa Claus themed town. All the, everything in town is Christmas themed. Um, and if you're looking for a place to stay, they have a, a whole bunch of different places. We stay at Lake Rudolph, which is right next door. I, it was actually previously owned by the Cuck family. Cuck family. Uh, it's a campground. You can pitch a tent. You can bring your own camper, whether it be a pop-up or a drive, drivable RV. And um, they have fifth-wheel campers already set up that you can rent. Or they have three different sizes of cabins. We get a cabin. Our cabin has a living room, full kitchen, full bathroom, uh, bedroom on the first floor with a king size, loft with several mattresses. It sleeps eight, covered uh, deck, your own private grill and fire pit. You can rent a golf cart. They have a pool and some water slides themselves, uh, paddle boats, fishing pond, putt-putt golf course, country store, little brick oven pizza joint. Just a nice place to, to, and they got free shuttle service, by the way, back and forth to the park. I mean, parking is free already at Holiday World, but if you just don't feel like driving your car, they got regular free shuttle service all day. So go give a, get them a, che- a look, check them out. As I said, they're, um, opening day is tomorrow. All right, last topic, and we're going to get out of here for a Friday. Uh, as you know, last week I saw Jim Jeffries at the Rialto Theater in Joliet. It's my second time seeing Jim, Je- Jim Jeffries. As always, killed it. Funny as heck. Love Jim Jeffries. I have since his first special. Attending the show, however, precipitated me writing a blog article uh, called The Do's and Don'ts of Attending a Comedy Show. And I'd like to go over some of those with you. Because apparently not everybody got the memo. Okay? If you're going to go to a comedy show, don't get so drunk that you can't handle your alcohol. Don't get so drunk that you vomit down the front of yourself and cause a scene in the middle of the show. If you can't handle your alcohol, don't drink or cut back your drinking. And to the people around me that were a little bit too tanked, look at the people I was with. The group of people I was with. Uh, so there was Tyler, the, the, the hippie, Tyler. We had The Closer. We had E. Hank. We had O.G. Kev. We had always had a couple of people that were friends of friends that took a couple of tickets because Rudy and Joey Bag of Donuts uh, got tickets from Rudy's mom to sit a little bit closer. So I hope you guys didn't enjoy the show. Piss off with your front row seats. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, <clears throat> my group... I, you know, they went out ahead of time, had some $4 margaritas 
in Joliet. And then they attended the show, and they laughed, and they had a good time, and then they went out about their lives. That's how you do it. Just drink enough to round the edges. It's what I call rounding the edges. But if you got to get vomit-inducing, blackout drunk, you're doing it wrong. Also, don't heckle the performer. You are trying to match wits, wits with somebody whose job it is to be precision in their cutting down of people and their telling of jokes. These people literally do this for a living. You are going to lose the battle. Don't, don't heckle. I know you think you're being cute and you maybe have had one too many. Don't heckle the performer. You're going to lose. You're going to look like an idiot. Do engage the performer when they engage you. Joey Bag of Donuts got engaged because he was wearing a knit hat and Jim asked him why he was wearing a knit hat and Joey said, because it's rain. Of course, Jim was like, oh, so you thought wool on your head would help protect you from the water. Okay. But that's that's what you want. You know, he engages you, you engage him back. You're going to look like an idiot at the end of the day, but have some fun with it. It's a comedy show. That's what you're there for. The laugh. Also, don't protest the show. If, you know, I there are comedians that I don't watch because I disagree with 90% of what they have to say. But I don't protest them. Protests should be saved for actual social injustices and for the people that actually make policies that actually affect your life. This is a comedy show. And the fact that you're standing outside with a sign stapled to a stick protesting him makes everybody attending that show laugh at you harder. Because they're already there to laugh at people like you. So save your Friday night. Don't protest the show. You know, don't walk around the justice for land. Just go home. Go home. Once again, it's a comedy show. You're not going to agree with everything. And I, like I said, I just don't attend the shows of the people that I don't agree with most of. I don't agree with everything Jim says. But it's a comedy show. They're jokes. And one thing I didn't put into the article, the blog article this week, that my wife had reminded me of, and it's kind of funny because it's actually a bit from Jim Jeffries, and this has got nothing to do with the people that I was with because they all were fine with this. My wife has experienced at a comedy show she's gone to frequently. When you're going to a comedy show or any live event, a Cubs game, a Bulls game, a Hawks game, have proper armrest etiquette. Especially if you're a big boy. If you've got to lean to one side or the other, then lean towards the people you came with, not into the people you don't know. And not everybody gets two armrests. So you got to work out within the, con- the structure of the row you're in which side you're going. You guys going right, you going left. Is somebody going to give up two? Who knows? But you don't just get to come in and plop both your arms down and nobody on either side of you gets an armrest. To quote Jim Jeffries, we're not animals, we live in a society. So for the love of Pete, if need be, get yourself a couple of old stadium seats, put them in your garage, and practice. 
before you go out in public and make yourself look like a jack wagon to the rest of the people that you inhabit the earth with. Stop ruining comedy shows. Take a look at the guys I was with, prime example. They rounded the edges just enough. They had proper seating etiquette. Uh, They were a little late to the show to begin with, but, uh, you know, they were, uh, once again, $4 margaritas, you know? (laughs) You, You take advantage of that as long as you can. So exercise the do's and don'ts of going to a comedy show, please, and just have fun with it. It's designed for you to escape and laugh. And as, as I said earlier, get to Holiday World this summer. They open up tomorrow for the 2018 season. They're phenomenal. And if you are ever asked to sit on a board, don't show up late and avoid using the word crotch unless, you know, you're, you're part of a board that deals with crotches, I guess. So that's all I've got for this week. Thank you for listening. Check in next Friday. I'll probably have a little review of the new Burrito Loco joint because, hey, you're not going to open a taco joint within five minutes of my house without me eating some. That's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful and enjoy a little bit of the Friday song. Peace.